Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to the Daily Bolster. I'm Matt Blumberg, the co-founder and CEO of Bolster, and I'm here today with Caroli Hendricks. Caroli is the CEO and founder of Jobatical, uh, a startup that Forbes named one of Europe's 10 most exciting technology startups of 2018. Caroli, uh, welcome to the Daily Bolster. Happy to be here, Matt. So um, I, I noted in your introduction that you were named one of the hottest startups in Europe in 2018. You had a very good run before COVID. COVID changed a lot of things. Um, I know a little bit about Jobatical because we're in a venture portfolio together. And I was um, uh, really interested in an article that you wrote uh, a few months ago about why you should consider pivoting even when times are good. So I'd love to hear a few of the reasons that startups should consider pivoting when times are good. Yeah, we uh, thank you, Matt. And I must say that we definitely did not have a, or have not had a linear uh, journey. And uh, and yes, it was 2019 uh, when um, we had about half a million users. We had raised $8 million uh, a year before. Uh, Forbes named us one of the sexiest, hottest startups in Europe. So things were pretty good, right? Um, and But what happened was that we were, our core business, what we started to do was cross-border recruitment, right? So we... Uh, my whole idea was how to replicate Silicon Valley's outside Silicon Valley. So we really help people to get hired, like smart, amazing people to get hired from 52 countries to 37 countries. And what, what happened there was that our clients, so we were selling this recruitment platform to our clients and they hired some people. And then they said, could you also help us to get those people here? So suddenly we have a side business. So because we want to help our clients, we don't want to say no. So we have a side business. Now, what happened there was that side business started to grow so much faster than the core business. And honestly, as a founder, it was pretty tough because I still believe that this is where our vision is. We put four years of work and six million euros we we had put into this, right? So, but we saw there's something, something was there. And uh, the Basically, what, what happened there was that by 2019, uh, mid, so first two quarters, we're telling such a strong story. So the first two quarters, our uh, cost base for the side business was 7%, so very tiny, but 40% of our revenue came from there. So that's a, pretty, that's a pretty strong market signal that you might, be, <laughs> you might need to change your focus. Exactly. And and then like what the story this actually was telling was that um, as a recruitment platform, we were uh, we were helpful to our clients, but nothing really happened to them if they didn't use us. They, but as the supporting their uh, immigration relocation, we realized we were really a painkiller. Uh, and um, so it was a it was a very tough decision. Honestly, I remember that board meeting really well when I had to, you know, Andy, I had to tell Andy and other board members that we are now going to set aside everything we have built, $6 million, and start from the scratch. But uh, the data was really telling us a story of a product market fit. How did you balance out intuition 
with data? Because it sounds like your intuition, mm. your, your intuition and emotion about the thing that mm. you started versus mm. uh, the data of what was actually happening. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. And I think that's kind of, I remember back the management discussions, because by that time, one of the things I've done in my uh, like um, learning process as a leader is a lot of hiring mistakes. But by that time, I had really nailed on who was around me as a team. And everybody saw it. But honestly, what people didn't believe is that we will actually give up the core business. Like, let's do both, a little bit less, let's do both. But uh, the data was... So one hand, data was telling the story, and then my gut was telling the story that we have now one, basically one bullet. Like we we have we have to go all in. Like we cannot. We have to have focus and product market fit. As a startup, you need those two things, right? So if we don't focus, we don't use that final shot uh, at the maximum uh, way. So I think there was where my gut feeling, like really, I, I kind of went against my management, uh, and I said like, okay, no. When we are, if we do it, we do it all in, like uh, no distractions, and we will just try to see what we can do with that remaining two two million dollars and build out an experience of cross-border move that uh, ch will change the industry. How did you get your team comfortable with the idea of pivoting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also a question because um, I, I think, and there's two levels. Like one was the management team. Uh, and funny, I had just hired a head of product who then became the co-founder of Chabatical 2.0. So uh, uh, from a napkin uh, to what it is today. But uh, I think from the from the management team, it was the same. I think the focus and what I just covered was very uh, clear. But from, from the team perspective, we really gave very transparent overview of why we have made this decision, what led to this, where we are right now what our vision is, what our roadmap is. So we literally, like every detail of our decision-making, we actually shared with the team. In general, I think that kind of shifted. Now, today, I can say that it's, we are a super transparent uh, company, but I think it kind of shifted in during the pivot. Like yeah, everybody, so we had even people, I mean, we had to lay off like one third of the company because we didn't have any, you know, recruitment related to talent needed uh, anymore. More. But even those people whom we had laid off, some of them were sitting in the all hands and cheering for us because they it was so clear and the narrative was so transparent that everybody understood, okay, this is what we have to do. We have together. to do it, yeah. All right, so if you were coaching an, an entrepreneur mm -hmm. who came to you and, mm -hmm. and asked you this question, hey, I'm thinking about pivoting, should we pivot? What is the one most important thing you would challenge that person around? I think here I actually remember um, uh, the uh, quote from one of our fellow USB uh, portfolio members, Alan Lau, who said uh, that uh, three months after pivoting, she, he, uh, I told him the story and he told me that, Carly, if you're wondering if you have product market fit, then you probably don't. <laughs> like, if you're already asking me that question, then most probably... This is a question that uh, already is answering itself. So I think um, this this would be my, uh, I think if we are wondering, if our team is wondering, then it's time for a change. And the change usually is quite big. And I think that one, one thing that you have to then ask, and honestly, today, uh, I'm super excited, Series A found, uh, le, uh, level CEO, 
but I have done that now twice, right? So I had to start from the completely scratch. Every pain point that uh, is in the early stage, I had to do it again. So one thing you really have to ask, are you ready to start again? Uh, because your team needs you to be ready and the energy you need for that. All right, that's a great place to close. Carly Hendricks, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you.